Hello, Screamer, and welcome to the Christmas edition of Scream Stream, where every week I review the best and the worst of streaming horror in under 20 minutes so you can spend less time picking movies and more time watching them. I'm your host, James Gass, and I do have an awesome show lined up for you this week, and it is our last show before Christmas, but don't worry, I will be back next week with another review. But as for this episode, I finally have brought back the shit list, a list of just really bad movies that you should avoid on Netflix, Hulu, or any other VOD service that you might use. I also have a pretty cool list of Christmas-themed horror films that are worth watching, so please stick around after tonight's review for those. Speaking of tonight's show, I am reviewing St. Nicholas. But before I do that, I want to remind you that ScreamStream is listener-supported, and if you feel inclined to do so, please help us out by making a donation of $2 a month or more. And you can do that over at patreon.com forward slash screamstream. Now, let's get into the review. This film currently has a 5.6 on IMDb. And for a brief plot synopsis, a horror film that depicts St. Nicholas as a murderous bishop who kidnaps and murders children when there is a full moon on December 5th. That's a really bad plot synopsis. It's actually a little more in-depth than that, of the film, that is. So whoever wrote this plot synopsis did a piss-poor job, <laughs> but it is a little more involved than, than just that. And I'll get into more of that as the review goes on. But I just want to mention here that it was directed and written and directed by Dick Moss. It stars some some Dutch people with Dutch names that I'm not going to attempt to pronounce because I'm pretty sure I'll butcher them, just like St. Nicholas butchered children. And as for those Dutch actors, they all did a fairly decent job. I don't know who any of these people are, so I'm sure they're popular over across the pond, but here I have no clue who they are, but I do know that they did a pretty good job, especially uh, the main character, Frank, as well as the uh, main police officer who was chasing after Nicholas, and his character kind of reminds me of Dr. Loomis from Halloween. You know, Dr. Loomis was chasing after Michael Myers. This guy was chasing after the evil St. Nicholas. The movie was well shot, uh, well directed. Uh, the set design was pretty darn cool, uh, especially the opening scenes uh, where it, it's uh, a period set which sort of tells a story, the opening story of St. Nicholas, this really bad dude who went to this village, killed a bunch of children, and the uh, village people... <laughs> I tried not to laugh, I'm sorry. The village people sort of took up arms and killed uh, St. Nicholas, and now he is cursed to come back every 32 years on December 5th, to avenge, avenge his death. And that's where our story takes place, is in the current, in the city of Amsterdam. And the overall story and the way they built the mythos of St. Nicholas was pretty cool. It was really interesting. They, I, th I think the writer did a really good job at creating an entirely new mythos for St. Nicholas, turned him into this really bad guy, how he would go around and, and steal children from families, and sort of how, over time, the, I guess, the powers that be didn't want to have a scary St. Nicholas, so they created a pleasant one who brought toys and whatnot. 
but there were still some rumors going around and, and you'll get all that when you watch the film. But my point is, is the way he wrote it was very intricate, very detailed, and it was actually a pretty cool story. Uh, I enjoyed it. There was some really good gore. Uh, the, there was, however, some really bad CGI. Like some of it just looked like a video game. Uh, for example, the opening shot of a of an old ship uh, out in the bay looked something like you would see on like a PS3 game. It just didn't look very good. It looked kind of cheesy. That was my main complaint. The other complaint I had about this was a year ago when I watched this the first time on Netflix, it was subtitled. And this time it was dubbed, and I hate watching dubbed foreign films because they always get like the worst voice actors. So the the dubbing just really bothered me a lot, but I can't can't fault the, the filmmakers for that. I have to fault somebody else, whoever made that decision to dub the film. It's their fault. It's not the filmmaker's fault. So if you do watch this on Netflix, just keep in mind it's dubbed and it will take away from the film a little bit but it's not the filmmaker's fault. With that said, there are a couple other cheesy little moments here and there, but overall it was, it was pretty cool. There was some comedy in there. I don't really like a lot of comedy, like goofy comedy in my horror. If it's situational comedy and that just sort of stuff that's like funny, but it's not really supposed to be funny, but you can't help but to laugh anyway, that I'm okay with, with just goofy, silly comedy in a horror film. I don't really like it. And this had some of that, but it wasn't, annoying there wasn't so much that it was annoying camera work was really good the overall tone of the film or the let's say the look the look of the film was really nice it was uh, sort of dark brooding even the shots during the day had this uh, some kind of like serious look to it you know what i mean it looked really good it did look like it was shot on video uh, sometimes i'd do I would rather see a film have that filmic look, you know what I mean, with like a little bit of grain. But it did look like it was shot on video, but it was I mean it was still quality quality footage. But the most important aspect here is the story. And it was an interesting story. It kept me entertained all the way through. There was some really good character development, some really cool uh sort of I don't want to say plot twists, but there were some cool um set pieces here. Overall, I think I'll give the film probably a a B minus because while it was pretty good, it was still like a, a silly kind of supernatural slasher sort of thing. So it was a little silly, but it was entertaining. It's worth watching if if you're going to have like a, a bunch of folks over for for an evening. Uh, this one is at least worth watching. It's a fun ride. I'll give it a B minus. And just to recap, it does have a 5.6 on IMDb. I think that's a, that's a good fair uh, rating there. Uh, but again, B minus for me. Uh, if you want some gore, some Christmas gore, check it out. It's called Saint Nicholas or Saint Nick on Netflix. So this is the part of the show that I know you're excited about. This is my shit list. And if you are listening for the first time, my shit list is basically some films that I attempted to watch, probably got maybe 30 minutes through them, and just decided they were too bad to even bother to finish. So I'm going to save you some time and let you know what these horrible movies are so you can go through your queue and 
drop them out if you feel inclined to do so. Up first is Hellraiser Revelations. Now this is not the Hellraiser you might expect. It does not even star Doug Bradley. This is more of a fan-made kind of film. It looked terrible. The acting was atrocious. I don't know whose broad idea it was to even distribute this thing, uh, but it was god-awful and an insult to the uh, franchise. Next up is The Final. And this is sort of a rent of revenge flick. Uh, this poor girl gets picked on and takes revenge on the people who picked on her. <laughs> Again, bad acting, looked terrible. Just, no, stay away from it. Uh, Storage 24, this is a sci-fi horror film that was released to video on demand before it came out in theaters. Just bad acting, bad story, horrible Special effects, visual effects, just no. Barrio Tales, which is a Spanish uh, horror anthology. The only reason why I watched this was because the guy who played Pedro in Napoleon Dynamite was in this. This one looked like it was shot with a $300 handy cam that you could buy at Walmart. The, some of the stories could have been kind of cool. It had some potential. But it was just overly bad. I did watch the whole thing. I don't know why, but I did. I wouldn't even waste your time. Uh, just terrible. And finally on the shit list is Grave Encounters 2. Now here's a film. This is sort of a mockumentary film where these paranormal investigators, sort of like Ghost Adventures if you ever watched that crap show, go to this insane asylum to catch ghosts on videos. Now... The first one was actually pretty cool. I did enjoy it. I liked it very much. The second one was really bad. It's like they tried too hard. They tried to rehash the first one into a sequel and add some extra story bits in there, and it just didn't work out. I did watch the whole thing. I gave it a shot, but I would not recommend you even bother wasting your time. If you want to see Grave Encounters 1... That is on Netflix, and I do recommend that one. I did like it. Uh, it wasn't like a great film, but it wasn't piss poor either. Uh, so go check out Grave Encounters 1. Don't even bother with the sequel. And finally, some Christmas-themed horror films that m are worth watching this holiday season. The first of which is Silent Night with Malcolm McDowell. And this was released in 2011, I believe, at first, I thought this was a remake of Silent Night, Deadly Night from the 80s. Uh, it wasn't exactly. It had a similar uh, premise where this guy was dressed up like Santa Claus and, and uh, killed a bunch of people in this little small town. And Malcolm McDowell was a cop after, after this serial killing Santa. I wasn't really sure what to expect with this one, but I have to admit it was pretty good. It's not on Netflix or Hulu. You actually have to get this from video on demand, such as Google Play, iTunes, uh, or any other various VOD service, but I do recommend it. My second recommendation is Silent Night, Deadly Night from 1984. This was a rather controversial film when it was first released. It has a 5.9 on IMDb. I think that is a little low. Uh, it's It's one of our first sort of shockers i guess but it was really good i enjoyed it uh it was directed by charles sellier jr and written by paul 
Cammy and Michael Hickey. I do recommend this film. It is a classic, so go check that out. Again, this one is available on various VOD services such as Google Play and iTunes. My next recommendation is Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. This is a Finnish film, and it's one of my favorites. And it has a 6.7 currently on IMDb. And just for a brief plot synopsis, in the depths of the Kurvatunturi Mountains... 486 meters deep lies the closest ever guarded secret of Christmas. The time has come to dig it up. This Christmas, everyone will believe in Santa Claus. Now, it is not what you think. This was really good. This this was a badass spin on, on the uh, Santa Claus mythos. A great film. Highly recommend it. It is one of my favorite holiday horror films. And finally, Gremlins. Now, you may or may not have seen Gremlins back in the 80s. And I wouldn't really call it a horror film because it is more of a comedy, but it was kind of creepy in a lot of parts. And, and as a kid, it was a little scary. It was directed by Joe Dante, who is a master of horror. As a matter of fact, he is part of the Masters of Horror series that aired on Showtime. But it was directed by Joe Dante. Great film. Highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Uh, hopefully you have, and it is worth watching again and again every year. That is Gremlins. It's available also on VOD. Well, that is all I have for you this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can find me over at Twitter, twitter.com slash jamesgas, or you can check out our new website. It is screenpod.weebly.com. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y.com screenpod.weebly.com check out the website there's a contact form there so if you want to leave me some feedback or suggest a film please do so there you'll also find all of the links to me on social media such as google plus twitter facebook and you can also email me directly right there in the top left corner just hit the little email button and send me some feedback i would greatly appreciate it and remember ScreamStream is listener supported so if you want to help us out go to Patreon dot com forward slash scream stream and all i ask is for just a small donation of two bucks a month and you'll get some extra content and some other really cool stuff so please consider supporting the show because it is supported by listeners like you there we go there's my little npr ripoff so until next time i hope you have a very merry christmas i hope you enjoy time with all of your loved ones please enjoy the time with your families i hope you get everything you wanted and i will talk to you next week And until then, remember, if it was real, the cameraman would be dead too. Good night.